0: What up, y'all? It's your boy 1080G. Listen to the Unfocus and Focus podcast episode. What's it? Fifteen now, man. We're building up some steam right now, man. Got the man, boy some momentum. We got the boy show back in the building.
1: What up? What up? What up?
0: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's a lot going on as usual. I, I'm, I'm feeling good. I ain't, I ain't gonna lie. I'm feeling good. It's hard to feel good with all the crazy stuff that's going on in the world, but I, I'm a positive person, try, so I, I try to stay positive. It's hard, but I try to stay positive, and uh, I don't know. It, it's tough, though. Like, how you feeling right now?
1: I mean, man, I'm feeling good, too, man, and I understand exactly where you are coming from, but you just got to remain optimistic, like, no matter what, man. Like, that's why being to yourself for an extended period of time each day is important just for your own sanity. Get you a quiet spot and just sit and meditate. If you're not into meditation like that, just do like five minutes just to start off. Just five minutes of just quietness. You know what I'm saying? That'll take you a long way.
0: Yeah, my thing is uh, exercising. That's a getaway for me. And uh, recently, I went to Jeju. Went to you know hit the sauna and, yeah. and the hot tub, cold tub, and um, got a nice deep tissue, deep tissue massage, but yeah. well, I see that with a lot of people, a lot of people talking about, man, I need a getaway, you know, when it's crazy, when you, it's like, when you look at the families is dealing with these situations, with their family members dying and getting yeah. killed, and within the past week, they've been lynching people and all types of stuff, it's I thought it may get better. I, I want to say in the last podcast, I, I, I said things was going in a positive direction, but it seemed like more people, more black people, getting killed in in, in, in worse ways. Uh, they, they they call these they call these police brutality situation lynchings, but they're like, no, y'all want to call those lynchings? Those ain't lynchings. We're gonna show you lynchings, and they actually got people that are hanging from trees now, you know, since George Floyd got killed, that's
1: crazy. What did I tell you before? I said it at the beginning. <laughs> we have to kick up dust. It's not, I, and I don't want to be the one to incite violence by no means, because that's not where I'm going with it. But, you know, it comes a point in time where you kind of got to let let it be known that you're not to be pushed around. And this is you're talking about hundreds of years in the making Mm -hmm. where, you know, people or certain people feel obligated to, you know, bring or cause bodily harm to us. And then the other crazy thing about the the police force, from what I'm seeing, you have a lot of undercover uh, people that are part of terrorist groups, a.k.a. Ku Klux Klansmen, who are actually on these police forces. So you got these police, these, these people that are undercover KKK members, police in our areas, looking for an opportunity to murder one of us. That's, that's what it seems like, for the most part. I mean, no remorse, no regard whatsoever. Did you,
0: did you see that video? It was about five days ago. The head of the, poli- the, the New York City Police Department union, like the police officer union, mm-hmm. He was upset. He had all these cops behind him and and the crazy thing was, I, I know black people worked for the NYPD, but in that particular video it was nothing but white police officers and they had the, the, the union leader that was speaking to the public and he was upset. He was like, Y'all got us, you know, embarrassed to be police officers, y'all got everybody looking down on us and yeah, y'all, y'all looking at us is, um, you know, y- y'all treating us like like dog. Like he used terms that people have used to, to talk about why Black lives matter. To say like police lives matter, I guess you know he's speaking up for the police officers, trying to say that everybody's giving them a bad rap. The media, you know, just everybody is just down their their throats. You know, when I guess according to him. You know they're they're decent people.
1: Yeah, that, that's or, bullshit. Like, or
0: they don't. He, he pretty much said they don't deserve to be treated
1: like that. Man, tell him <laughs> to get the fuck out of here with that. I yo. couldn't
0: believe it. I, I thought it was something like, oh, like somebody used some old footage <laughs> or some other situation, but they had masks on, so. <laughs> I was like, It's I, very recent. I, yeah, I was looking at it like, nah, it's kidding it just happened because why would you say something like that with all this going on? You you just gotta bite the bullet right now. Like all cops, I'm not all the police officers ain't bad. You know, I will say that. Right. But this ain't the time to be like, oh, police officers are good. Cause you see the we got the <laughs> footage. Not, yo, it's bad. We that got the like- clips, we got footage in and it is what it is. Like like you said before, it's it's like that one bad apple, you know, one bad apple and, and it's what can you do about that? It's,
1: and and especially in New York City, like there's several exactly. clips of people yes, of police they've officers. Been, they've been yeah. the worst. Yeah, they've been like worse. Whooping then. people's ass in the streets, hitting them with cars, like all like, types of I know of, you've seen
0: a video of the girl and I'm gonna say Instagram page, cute little girl, slim, uh-huh. you know, but I'm talking about the cop treated her like a like you but know how a like a Lawrence Taylor come up on a on a, a kicker or something yeah. like a punter. He just like boo and she like flew back her head, hit the ground, you know, and, That's and, not and, cool, man. And then you had the other clip where the the NYPD dude was driving. And it was a lot of protesters. Just so hit just, people. They they opened the door. He could have went past without hitting him. But he drove and he opened the passenger door, so it just smacked the dude. Yo, as come he went. on, man. It was like so unnecessary. Yeah. Obviously, he ain't want to run him over, but he made him feel his wrath. He opened the door like, and you could tell it wasn't just like it just unlatched and it swung open. Like he timed it like.
1: Dude, they just so, drove off. Okay, so my, my my question to you is with all this going on as far as the police getting worse, they're getting worse now. What do you what like what do you feel like we as a collective need to do in reaction to it's still happening and it's getting worse?
0: I mean, initially I was saying You know, I don't even know what I was saying at first, but all that's out the window. (laughs) All that's out the window. I'm with you. We got to kick up dust. At the end of the day, you know, you got to pick your battles. If it's you versus two cops and and they got weapons and all that, you probably want to chill out. Right. You know, serve your time, call your bail bondsman, get a nice lawyer or whatever. But... When you talking about situations that we've seen where it's like two cops and then you got five people standing around, three of them filming, other people just talking and, and like, what are y'all doing? Like in those situations, it's like, all right, cause they're not so much paying attention to me and you filming. Mm-hmm. They more so paying attention to the person, making sure they don't cause a threat to them and you know they don't get away. So while me and you on the side. We like, yo, you see what he doing to George Floyd right there? Yeah. That's when we need to come like, all right, so I'm going to come around on this side. And you could just, I mean, you could, in that situation, that that was what, Dave Chappelle had the thing, it was 8.45, it was eight minutes and 45 seconds. 46. 46. So that was enough time, I'm sure, to grab some type of something. Grab a garbage can or, or, you know what I'm saying? Something where he's not just going to pop up and he's going to shoot you or something. But at least
1: that he's not on top of that man yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying, man. Like, it, like we have to be... like I, I'm not saying for it, us to go out and, you know, try to incite an all-out war with the police because in that battle we i think we would lose just yeah. because just I because mean, they 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 got the the equipment, the armor, trucks and all. They ha- they have military equipment as far as the police force now. So that's that could be a lose situation. But like you just said, situations like that where you see things happening and you can kind of intervene and not put yourself in jeopardy, you in. something has to happen. We, we got to like, do something.
0: You can't just like jump in like, "Oh, willy-nilly. If it's me and you on the side and we like, yo, something ain't right, we gotta do something. And it's just one cop, it's me and you, you know, I work out, you work out, you know what I'm saying? There's no way that we can let right.
1: this happen. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I, I see you wholeheartedly. But, you know, like going back to what you were saying earlier, um, as far as, you know, if it's two officers and they both have weapons, you might wanna fall back. Like, like the OG Curtis Schoon says, you gotta ease your hand out the lion's mouth. And I feel like a lot of times we don't ease our hand out the lion's mouth. We just try to snatch that joint out and you yeah, know Yeah
0: and, and that kinda, you know, RIP to to my man that got killed outside of the Wendy's the other night. But yeah. I seen the footage and either way the cops were wrong. Right. But old dude trying to tase him or or whatever and, and then run off. You seen what they doing, like, you know how they get down. Yeah, you shit. Yeah, yeah. You knew how to, I mean, unless, I don't know, he was intoxicated, so that's more reason why the cops shouldn't have did what they did, because he's not thinking, you know. Clearly. He's not thinking clearly, but at the end of the day, I don't know, it's hard to judge that because I'm sure, I, I don't know this dude, but I would give him the benefit of the doubt if he was sober. He's not going to be as reckless, you know, but at the same time, you just got to know going in. You know, don't, if you're going to be in a situation like that, or I mean, we all are potentially going to be in situations like that. Yeah. The second you step outside, you got to know to not even get that intoxicated. For like, real. It's 2020. You know, people have been cooped up with COVID, but at the end of the day, keep that inside. You yeah. know, sip your Hennessy or whatever, keep it inside. Cause once you step outside and, and you're not on point, you're not focused. You leaving yourself super vulnerable to so many different situations, like, like old dude. You know, rest in peace. But from what I know, he what was sleeping at the wheel. I I think the car was off, but yeah, was sleeping. sleeping.
1: And I I think somebody from um, Wendy's actually called the police, letting them know that someone was sleeping in the car.
0: Yeah, and and I guess that's something natural, especially if you at work. You know, if you at work. You know, maybe if you're just walking by, you just a innocent bystander, you ain't going to pay too much mind. but...
1: I'm sure that it, wasn't her intent, though. I don't think she wanted the, the police yeah. to come in. You know what I'm saying? No, of
0: course, but it's just yeah. a different mentality when you're at work. You know, it's like, I don't even want to be here. you got drunk people in the yeah. parking lot. Yeah. You yeah, know, Y'all need to do something about this. Yeah. That's I, I can see employees saying that. So, yeah, the cops are going to be called and they come out. And that's like, it escalated to another level. But as black I, I can't I've seen video of, of white dudes doing wild stuff like mm-hmm. you know mocking the cops doing crazy stuff
1: and, and then they still just arrest them and take the take the I've seen a f I just seen footage like recently where they had gotten into a scuffle with a guy. The guy took the gun from the cop <laughs> <laughs> but he didn't get killed. And of yeah. course and of course he was white, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then you you of course when what was your boy's name? Uh Dylan. Dylan Roof, the the the, uh, the white boy that killed the people in the church a couple of years ago. Okay. Yeah, like I think I seen something where they was like they took him to Burger King or something.
0: Took him to, nah. before they took him to
1: jail on everything, man. That's what they said. They took that man to Burger King nah. before they took him to jail, bro. Man, look it up, man. That's what they saying, man. They took that man to Burger King before they sent him to jail.
0: See, but that's the point. I, I believe it because, I mean, that's how crazy the police department is. So when you're seeing videos of dude like, oh, we need to be treated better or whatever he was saying, ain't no way in the world nobody's going to listen to that because y'all taking these dudes that's that's got pulling your weapon out and, and, yeah. and taking them to Burger King.
1: Yeah, it's, but, it's like it's, it's situations where, you know, if that had been a black person, they would have been murdered. Wait, what's his name again? Dylan
0: Roof, I think. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, that's him. Yep. As, as a black, young black, male, female, you just got to be on point. This is not the time. Okay, yeah, go to the club, have a good time, but this ain't the time. Like You need to have that designated driver. You, you got to have somebody on your team. If you're going to get that lit, you got to have somebody on your team that's going to hold you down. Yeah. Like your whole squad just can't be bent and, You're right. and just... You're You're Out right. of focus and... and, and not paying attention. Not paying yeah. attention. That's not a scenario that you need to put yourself in right now.
1: Not at all. Now is not the time for recklessness.
0: I mean, I didn't have my wild nights and, you know... Super well, I mean, we all up. have, man. I didn't. I, I didn't slept in parking lots, you know, waking up. How did I get here? Yeah. You know, we've all had that, but right now, if you paying attention to what's going on in the news,
1: now is not the time to that's be doing not that. The yo.
0: Time. This is the time to make it happen. This is the time to really, you know, focus on the things that are important. You know, I if agree. You want to have a drink? Have a drink with your your close friend, your your family's people that care about you. That if you do get, you know, super twisted and you about to head home, they'll you know, care about you enough to say like, nah, you need to fall back or right. you can stay over here. Right. But I'm sure this dude, he he, he, may, he may have been drinking by himself, who knows, but a lot of times you drinking with the wrong people, you smoking with the wrong people, they just going to send you on your way. All right then. You know yeah. what I'm saying? They ain't going to care less how you got home or whatever. Not at all. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it, you just got to be smarter these days. Got to be smarter,
1: man. Stay alert, stay alive, man.
0: But one of the other things I wanted to talk about was uh, um what's up with the phones, because all day I've been trying to use my phone. It kind of hit me because a few days ago I was listening to a podcast and they was talking about, back in the day, how they kind of turned off the, the communication grid. Um so people can communicate a certain way, because because a kind of similar similar situation was going on now with people in the world. They pulling out their phones, they filming everybody, and mm-hmm. put it on social media. And that's you know, cops are getting fired, and and I mean it's a lot of cops I've heard getting fired recently, and and it's it's a lot of heat on a lot of people, including Trump, the the government, the I mean any anything political right now has way more heat. Then it would have if if we didn't have phones, you know. So I'm thinking, is, is this connected? Is it just like, oh, it's a it's a power outage or it's a phone service outage? We'll get it back to normal, or is it related in some way? Like, man, they tripping out with these phones. They filming everything, you know. We can't get away with nothing no more. I
1: mean, test test call it testing one two testing one two. And the reason why I say that because back in I think 65. There was like this uh, northeast blackout, which included some of Canada, I think, like New York, Jersey, uh, the northeastern states, for the most part. And that was for that was that was kind of bad, from what I read about. But nonetheless, that's very possible. But I think you know how they do anything when it comes to us; they'll test out something first. To see how it how people react to it and then next thing you know bam that's what it is and next thing you know that's just the normal you know and i feel like because we have relied so much on technology a lot of us are going to be lost if that ever comes you know becomes the case because you got people that don't know how to like do land navigation they don't know how to read a map you know they they rely on GPS. Hell, some people can't even follow GPS good. You know what I'm saying? So nah, it, the
0: GPS do be tripping
1: sometimes. <laughs> man, right? some people just are terrible at following directions too. But, nah, but I feel what
0: you're saying. I, mean, I don't know. It, it's it's crazy to think about it, but just kind of doing some research on on what's going on or what could be potentially going on. Mm-hmm. Um There's actually a communications act of 1934. It was an act that came out in 1934 that would actually allow somebody like Trump, our current president or any president for that matter, to cut the the cord, pull the cord on the communication, pull the cord on the internet if he felt like it was causing a threat to the people pretty much. And, And I mean, that's... His determination, he could say, well, you know, these protests and these protests and riots and looting that's causing a threat to, you know, business owners and people in these communities. And um, that could give him enough ammo to say, All right, I'ma, you know, follow through with this communication act and and it's no more internet.
1: But I think there's I think, you know. With anything that they have set up like that There's always a way around it I believe a hacker Even if they were to shut something down like that Hackers would get busy a with A hacker
0: would bring the internet back?
1: Why not? <laughs> you don't think with all these hackers in the world They couldn't nah, do it? No, hackers I mean, they, 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 they're already like leaking like we uh, a bunch of different uh, wikileaks uh, articles and uh, reports and secret files and things of that nature. I think I just read where well, they just leaked some more shit as far as uh, secrecy is concerned. You know what I'm saying with the yeah. government. So I, I think you know, of course, at the and be-
0: that, I'm glad you said that. That's another reason why they could say, "Man, we got to cut ties <laughs> with this internet. We got to give it a break because they is pulling the rug up under everybody."
1: Right. Um, and I asked one of my homeboys, "Do you think it's possible at this point in time to be able to be off the grid without technology?" Now, and he's like, and he was like, "It's damn near impossible now. Like, as far as communication is concerned, is there a way to communicate man. without having to use the way that we've been using technology? Like, there's, it's, it's really dead. no way around it, right? It's
0: dead. Yeah, like, there's and really I mean, no way can, around that at this write point. Somebody a letter."
1: Man, how long would that take now? That's snail mail now. You know what I'm saying? Especially when you can email somebody now.
0: Yeah. So if you, yeah. cut, if you cut all of that out and you can't communicate through the technology, you can write somebody a letter. It'll take what, it'll, it'll two take, three days. Dep- well, it depends on where it's going depends on where it's yeah. going, but then who has anybody's address?
1: That number one. And then it's like with, with how stuff moves now, with technology, you can learn about somebody, something happening just in real time like that. So two days is like a month now.
0: I mean, not having a phone, that could help some people if you're living like that.
1: Yeah, as far as but, getting getting focused. You know, like sometimes I feel like technology can be a given and a curse because it can distract you, too. If you're not careful, it can distract you. And something that you were planning to do, you find yourself... On whatever app that you like to be on for an extended period of time and never get to what you had planned to do in the first place.
0: That's true. And and speaking of technology being a distraction, um, you got your conspiracy theorists that are say, you know, this may be a stretch for a lot of people, but you got conspiracy theorists that are say that the George Floyd situation was a, a a setup. It was it was staged, you know, and situations like that are put together <laughs> to distract people cuz they know the media is going to go crazy, you know, like they did and 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 people going to step out or, or whatever they was doing. They might have been putting together the million dollar master business plan, but now they out protesting every day, now they watching the news 24/7, now they scared to just step out and and go wherever, because the the police officers could kill you at any time, and and, and it's instilling all this fear. So, I don't know, the technology, it could definitely be a distraction if something like that was actually a a, a true thing, like I, I don't, I just, I'm on the internet and I'm feeding into the technology myself, but I've come across articles where people have said that, and. I don't know, we I would never want to say that that was that that was true, but we live in a a crazy world. Like you just tune in to what's going on and you listen to the type of things that people say, you know, it's some bugged out people out there that have a lot of power that could you know say, yo, if you do this, we'll pay you and and you don't have to worry about anything. You might have to serve some time. Or you may have to, you know, quote unquote serve some time, you know, I had to throw the bunny ears in there because you you just gonna disappear for a while, but really you somewhere else paid up, your family paid up, you ain't gotta be a police officer ever again, you just gotta take out this black man and it's gonna stir up a lot of black people, they're gonna go crazy and they're gonna lose focus on whatever it whatever it is they were doing. You know, like I said, this might be far fetched. This might be the extreme part of being distracted by technology, but it's possible.
1: So the only conspiracy I think is the conspiracy to murder black men whenever the opportunity presents itself. I don't. I don't think that as far as the George Floyd situation is concerned, that it was a setup or anything. Man, this was just another day where another officer took out another black person, man. Like, honestly, I think that's what that really boils down to. But I think also at the same time that what ends up happening is the whole, everything that's going on with the Black Lives Matter movement and all that, to me, it benefits everyone except the black man. Um, As a matter of fact, there's a documentary I think you should check out. It's called Black, White, and Blue by Curtis Schoon, and he touches on that. He touch like this. This documentary came out like maybe a couple of years ago, but it's so relevant to what's happening right now. I'm talking about with everything from what I was saying a few weeks ago about your boy pocketing the money, Sean King with the Black Lives Matter, how. People are benefiting from our tragedy. Like he pretty much yeah. touches on he touches on it in this documentary.
0: And that's that's crazy you say that because people give Candace Owens, like I keep bringing up, um, she's a very intelligent black female. You 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 can't just ignore her, you know. But I bring her up because she's one of the people that you go on her social media, she's dogging Black Lives Matter, you know, and she's like, Yeah. They're, like you said, they're using black people mm-hmm. to gain money, and a lot of yeah. this money that is being donated to Black Lives Matter is going to the Democratic Party, you know, for mm-hmm. these political campaigns. Yeah, and, absolutely. Uh, they, they actually have a, a breakdown, you know, if you go down, you know, like just kind of the communication uh, between, like, okay, you donate to Black Lives Matter, and then you, Actually, pay attention to the information on the site that comes up when you hit the donate. You know, you'll find ties to the Democratic Party, and then you'll find yeah. ties to. Uh, you'll find information on the financial breakdown. Like, uh-huh. this money's going to Biden. Right, I seen This money that. has went to this person, yep. and it's just like this long line. Like Black Lives Matter has supported these people a great deal. Yeah. As opposed to supporting Black lives, that's first right. and, that, and
1: that's <laughs> that, that's the thing, man. Like they use they use our plight as financial gain and exploitation on our yeah, and,
0: and that's what I'm saying. I just I when you got you talking about people at the presidential level or people that could potentially become president. I, you just can't underestimate the type of power they have. Yeah, you know, because you get to a point where you're in the Joe Biden seat. That's years, like that's what probably fifty years of politics. You know, they, they you you always hear about politics at work and all these different social environments. But he's at the, the top of the totem pole when it comes to politics, you know, and he's he knows all the people necessary to pull the strings here, there. He could pull the strings at, at, at your local, whatever, and he could pull the strings on a government level. He, he just there's fifty years of, of meeting people that could do stuff for you. So when you take it to that point, I just feel like okay, you got Black Lives Matter. When somebody gets killed that's when people start sending money. And then this money is going to these political campaigns. So how can we get uh, this Black Lives Matter thing stirred up? You know, what can we do? Who can we put a a hit out on? Or it it may not necessarily be planned in that way, but I feel like what you said, you know, where it's like a, Conspiracy to, to just kill black people. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like, all right, we want you to target black people because when they get killed, people get riled up, they donate, and this money goes back to us. It, it's such a simple strategy, you know, and I feel like they got the power to do stuff like that. You know, like I said, I don't think it was like, oh, we're watching George Floyd, we're going to kill George Floyd. It was just like the police department, period, it just had this mentality already that we're going to go out. And kill these black people, you know. And I don't know who's the the, who's the decision maker that would make that call. But I mean, it's a easy one plus one equals two, in my opinion. You know, they get the money from Black Lives Matter, and the only way for them to get this money is for black people to be upset about somebody getting killed.
1: Yep, and I mean, and the thing is, honestly, you know, even though we're you know, police brutality is a major issue. I'm not taking that away from the severity of what we got going on whatsoever. But the main issue that we have is economic empowerment, man. That's the issue that we have more so than anything. We don't have any leverage. We don't have any juice. We don't have any skin in the game, man. Like, that's that's our problem. If we can get economic foundation up to par, I think that's where... Things will really change in our favor. They don't respect us because we don't have anything to offer them. That's that's pretty much what it boils down to. We we don't have the funding to to put the proper individuals in place for us to represent us and to make sure that certain things get implemented that favor us. Because all these other all these other groups, man, they I'm pretty sure they they have they have politicians that. Are on their side that have their interest at heart, and yeah. so so that's that's what I think, man. When we get when we get that up the part, I feel like that's where things will kind of change and turn around for us. I don't see I, I, police brutality is something serious and something that we that, that's of major concern. But as you see, every time an event like this takes place, the people get riled up, we start protesting, and then next thing you know, it's back to normal all over again. I don't. I, <laughs> I think, as far as the whole phone ordeal is concerned, it very well could be where let's shut this shit down for a minute, get these people calm to get to calm the hell down, and then we'll turn it back on when we see that they've kind of simmered down a little bit. I don't know, but nonetheless, the 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 right people the right people, the wrong people are benefiting from this whole ordeal as far as our plight is concerned. That's the that's the problem at hand, man.
0: No, I got you. Especially when you talk about the the economic uh standpoint. It it's like my plan on that, my strategy on that is um in order to get black people to be able to compete mm-hmm. economically because you know, it's a it's a big margin between white people and and the ones that have money and black people that that have money right. it's it's a it's a huge gap you know but i feel like if we start with the children i had made a video about this on instagram the other day but if we start with the children you know it's i don't know parents like especially black fathers um but it may just be an american thing i, I i'm not going to put it all on black fathers I'm gonna just say it's an American thing, but I know firsthand I see it with friends that when you turn 18, you gotta get out the crib, you gotta leave. Yeah, that's true. You know, you gotta leave. Oh, what college you going to? You know, it's not if you're going. Are you going to college? It's what college are you going to? You know, it's it's not a question whether you're gonna leave the crib or not. You out of here. You out of yeah. You're a grown man. You 18. You know, but that's, I don't know where that came from, you know, it's like you graduate from high school and that automatically gives you, you know, the grown man pants to to go out and and take on the crazy world we live in. I I don't think so. But I think if you say at the age of 16, we have our our black kids, especially, this'll work even better if you have multiple kids. If you got just one child, you have them start working at the age 16. And say they get about nine, like minimum wage is, is a lot more than what it used to be. So you could find a, and depending where you at, minimum wage might be like ten, eleven dollars. Yeah. You know, so you you think you get a, a job that's ten or eleven dollars, and you work that from the age sixteen. You know, let's say you graduated at, at seventeen from high school, so now you got all the time in the world. You know, you got you ain't got no kids. You know, you you young, you could still have a good time, but. By the time you turn 17, by the time by the time you turn 17 you should be able to work about 30, 40 hours and you do that for five years, five six years if you do the math like I've done the math on this and it, it, I, I can't say I took the taxes out, but even after taxes, <clears throat> you're going to be pretty close to a hundred thousand.
1: Yeah, man. Financial literacy is something that I I think ultimately we we lack in our community as well, man. I know me personally. I think about just growing up in general. The only person I knew that really seemed to manage money well was my grandmother. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Other than that, I didn't really see, you know... Nobody around me that was really managing money well, so I kind of had to learn the hard way, you know, coming up. I'm glad that I've learned, you know, nonetheless, but I feel like, man, that's a major problem. Like if the people that are that you look up to are not able to give you this information, then how are you going to get it? And then when do you get it? A lot of times I feel like we get it when it's too late. But then you have, you know, other groups That are ahead of the curve because they started so young,
0: yeah.
1: Putting their children in, you know, the right situations where they learn about how to manage money and you know financial literacy and things of that nature. That's something that we lack tremendously, man. And that's something that really needs to be in the curriculum period when it comes to school. Yeah, yeah. And
0: and that's that's part of that that five year. Like, if I'm ever blessed and fortunate to have a child, sixteen, we put them to work. They're Mm -hmm. working. They're gonna learn about money, how to save money. They're gonna learn about credit, how to build a credit, and then also what to you know how to make your money, make like how to make your money work for For you. you. Yeah, for Mm -hmm. you instead of working for the money. You know, it's like two different things. You could literally sit at home and your money could be working for you. Yeah, and that's 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 the direction that people need to go in because when you Say I'ma take on this tuition that's um however much not like it's people that owe like crazy amounts of money when it comes to tuition. Just from the jump, your money is is not working for you. You're gonna have to work a long time for that money just to get back above water, you know. But if you just say, All right. Forget all that, you know. and I'm not saying not to go to college because if you got a passion to be a doctor or whatever, but yeah, if you work at, I feel like in New York, you could work at McDonald's and make about $10, $11 an hour, or you work at UPS, wherever, work there for five, six years, save your money. By the time you leave the crib, and I'm not going to have my child leave the crib until I see six figures in their bank account mm. and, and they got an actual plan on what to do with it, you know, it's like, yeah, I'm gonna invest in property or I'm gonna invest into a business, you know, and then it's like, all right, now you can leave. And and I really would wanna see that in motion before you leave. You're not just gonna say that and then you leave. Right. Then, right. You know what I'm saying? I would wanna see those things in motion. I feel like that's what we should do as, as black parents, you know, mm. and, and we get enough uh parents doing things like that and and sending our kids off where they're not even leaving the crib because once you leave the crib you you make yourself uh vulnerable to these situations where these young kids getting lynched and they don't have no direction they're going out there they don't know what to yeah. do so they just running around recklessly and you know I'm not saying that they deserve to be killed by a police officer but you want to live a life where you have as as little run-ins with the police as possible. And that's a fact. You know, so you you don't even let them leave until they got a, a plan and and they don't have to make the same mistakes that we made, you know, because you make a mistake these
1: days, like... It'll cost you, man. It'll
0: cost you your life, yeah. you know. So we need to send yeah. them off where they got six figures. They need to have that financial literacy mm-hmm. and they need to have a, a solid plan, already put together where they can make money and don't have to stress about, you know, oh, I I hope my degree gets me a job or I hope you know, it's just so many stresses that come about when you just run off, you know, you 16, 17, you just leave the crib and you you could go from point A to point B super fast. You could you could go there fast or you could take the scenic route. <laughs> You yeah. know, it's really up to you. But I want my child to take the scenic route. Right. You know, and not have to make the mistakes that like you said could cost your life, because I don't know. But I feel like we get enough of our youth doing stuff like that. The I, I see black Wall Street situations all over the country, you know, but it's a lot of so, it's a selfish type of mentality when you got a parent that wants to send their parent off into the world. With no direction or anything just because they feel like they're an adult and they shouldn't be responsible for them anymore so what did that <laughs>
1: what did that concept come from with us yo like where did that come from where they, that parents felt like when when the children are 18 it's just time for them to leave because we're the only it seems like we're the only group that does that
0: I feel like it's just parents that had their children in situations where they weren't ready so literally every day they wake up. You know, I know people that's like that. It's like, oh, man, I can't wait till they turn eighteen and get out this house. That's crazy. You know, as opposed to having a situation where, um, I don't know, just thinking of uh I don't know, Kobe Bryant just came to mind. You know, rest in peace to Kobe Bryant. But you got Col- Kobe Bryant and Vanessa Bryant, they had his child and in his head. Whether he has a boy or a girl, he he's gonna mold him into a basketball player, a, yeah. a successful something. You know, it turns out that his uh one of his daughters was a basketball player and he molded her and, and from what I heard, she was a, a really great basketball player, you know, and she was born out of love and, and somebody that wants to, you know, give all the tools possible to go out and be successful, as opposed to somebody just Recklessly having a child, and then you you keep this cycle going, and then the father ain't there, yeah. The mother ain't there, and then it's just like all these situations where it's just like, oh, I can't wait. I've been paying child support for this child. Uh-huh. I've been struggling to, to raise you by myself. I ain't been able to live my life and do anything, you know, that I've been wanting to do. I had, to, I, had to, I put so many things on hold, you know. I had to put my rap career on hold, <laughs> my modeling career on hold. All of that, you know, when you turn 18, you out of (laughs) here. Like, you know, I think it's just people being born in broken homes that causes those situations. Because when you, I don't know, I, I, I know some parents that are still together, you know, on some like Cosby show type thing. Yeah. And, the ones that I know that I like that the kids, I mean, it, it could go both ways. Like the kids in the house and today about 30 years old. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, you gotta really know how to mold them because you could still you could be in a, a happy, you know, marriage or whatever, have your kids and, and still not have time to raise your kids. You yeah. it's just so much attention that has to go to your kids. But it's the same thing. You you have a child. I don't even believe in sending a child to, you know, like a, a daycare or something like that. Because but it, that's so much time that they with somebody else, and you just there. You pick them up. How was school? How was daycare? Yeah. And then you spend like an hour with them. And
1: you go to sleep. So what? Are, so so what are these parents supposed to do that that have these jobs, man, where they don't have man. like they they gotta send them to daycare, man? Like that's that's the that's the 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 system that's been set up, like. You, you know, unfortunately, the, the parents have to work. A lot of parents have to work. And so in in, in that process, the children have to be somewhere. I mean,
0: it, it's like a, if you're already in that situation, mm-hmm. sadly, you know, I hate to say it, you're going to have to send them to daycare. Yeah. You know, you're already in that situation. But you got to stop that at some point. You got to say, all right, like I said, you had that strategy with your child. I'm gonna make sure he or she has the knowledge to pick a a a good partner and, and doesn't have sex irresponsibly and knows how to, you know, manage money and mm-hmm. you know, and don't send them off don't send them off into the world until they're ready. They, they're ready and, yeah. and, and mentally, financially. I feel like people send their parents out because they think they
1: mentally their kids out, you say their parents. <laughs>
0: hey, you know your second time, yeah. Said. <laughs> yeah so you you yeah. know what I mean, but yeah. when the, the parents send the kids out, it, I feel like it's because you know how kids are. They they feel like they know everything. That's like, true. Like mom, my father, my mom. He's trying to tell me, like she's, you know, it, it's like that mentality. And then the parents kind of get sucked into that. Like okay. You think you do that? You think you know everything? Well, well get, fuck it. Yeah, yeah get yeah. the hell out of here. But yeah. it, 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 it that the relationship shouldn't even be like that, you know?
1: I, I think like the 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 structure, man, from the beginning is one of those structures where it's like a avalanche effect. Like the parents didn't have the type that type of guidance and structure themselves. So if they didn't have that type of guidance and structure themselves, as far as you know, not kicking their kids out when they were yeah. 18, then what What? else, what else are they going to do? You know what I'm yeah. saying? It's pretty much one of them. It's a perpetual cycle, man. Like, I, I feel like our culture is the only one, or our race, rather, is the only race that seems to, when you're 18, you're, you're out of here. Like, that's like yeah. you just said, you're out of here. But other, other like, cultures, they don't do that, man. They let their, their children stay there as long as they need to, you know, and cultivate and do whatever they need to do. A lot of people are able to save money that way. A lot of people are able to make moves that you wouldn't be able to make if you're still trying to make ends meet so that you can pay bills and survive.
0: Yeah, you just avoid so much unnecessary bullshit. Like, I guess we look at it as, you know, sending the 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 baby cub out you know to learn and you know they're gonna
1: in the jungle
0: in in the jungle you know going out to learn in the jungle and and you are gonna learn you know at this point me me getting sent out into the jungle you know has taught me a lot you know I got a lot of wisdom yeah and I appreciate the knowledge that I've learned yeah but I could have just learned from my pops from <laughs> easier way, right yeah, yeah. Like, the best way to To learn is from somebody else's mistake. That's true. That's true. You know, so I think it's ended up being a good thing. I feel like because I made enough mistakes where I could make sure somebody else doesn't make the mistake, and it don't even have to be my child. Just anybody in general, right? Right. You know, somebody coming up. So I mean, it's you could look at it from the good side, the bad side, but it's definitely a cycle that needs to stop. You know, it needs to stop because yeah, you could learn a lot. Just going off in life and exploring. Or you could just learn, you know, you hear old stories from your grandfather and just learn from the stuff that, you know, learn from what the OGs tell you. Yeah. And and, and just be like the white kids, you know, you popping from the from the jump, you know, you lead a crib with a hundred racks and, and you you got property in, in a few different states at the age 18, 19. And, you know, you're driving foreign cars and, and it's nothing to you because right. you ain't you even leave a crib until you had 100 racks. Right. So 100 racks is like a minimum to you. So your standards are way different at that this, this point. This is true. You're like, ah, oh, man, I only got 50 racks in my account, you know, as opposed to the average young black person, 22, 23, is like...
1: Word, I got about two, three hundred dollars <laughs> Yeah, it's lit. <laughs> like. And that ain't nothing, man. That's crazy. That's crazy. I, I don't know, man. I just, I, I wish there was an answer to to that, man. I, I don't, I don't know the answer to that, man, because I know a lot of stuff that I've learned. I kind of had to teach myself, you know, as far as. The things that my, you know, and I love my people to death, you know, but it's just just one of those things, man, if you don't know, you just don't know. And I feel like there's just so much that they just didn't know that they weren't able to give us the game on because they weren't living it themselves.
0: Yeah. I mean, and you can't use that word enough, that cycle, it goes back to slavery days where, you know, we just didn't know how to operate without- somebody telling us what to do. That's true. You know, so I don't know. It, it, it's something that I feel like people are waking up to and, and and people are trying new things. I don't think people are just, you know, doing the same thing like that that cycle or, or whatever. Right. Whenever it started, you know, generations ago, I think you got a, a new age of people absolutely. That's that's doing things different. You know, I know I know I'm not the only person that's thinking oh, I want to raise my child like this. And right, he's, absolutely. He's gonna be, they, they're going to be successful. There's no way around it. They're not going to struggle. I mean, you're going to have your your struggles. Like, that's natural shit happens. But, right. you know, it, it, I feel like I had to do... I had to go through a lot of stuff that could have been avoided. Avoided, you know absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah already you already know. Yeah, you might get a little run-in with the cops or you might, you know, max out a credit card. Maybe that's a... Uh, a, a normal thing, but yeah, I feel like I should have a hundred racks in the bay. That's that's w- what it really comes down to. Yeah, you know, a lot of people, and I heard it. Um, who was that? Kenny Burns. I was watching uh, Kenny Burns. He got like a podcast. He was actually talking to Dame Dash. I don't know if you've seen that, but he was. Uh, Admiring Dame Dash for having the hustle that he had at 21, 22. That's when it was like first popping off with yeah. with, with the rock and right. reasonable doubt. They were young, killing shit, killing it. And uh, Kenny Burns, he was saying that he didn't get his spark until his like mid thirties, and and that's a pretty common thing with you know black people. It's like twenties, like it, it's almost like. It's accepted to just fuck off in your twenties and in thirties. That's when you
1: get serious. Yeah,
0: that's retarded though. Because really, you want to. That's why the strategy is sixteen to twenty-two. Because you want to work as hard as you can when you able and 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 mm-hmm. you got that energy and, yeah. and you don't have no responsibility. Or nothing. You work hard and then. The time you rest and chill is when you get to your thirties, forties, and, and you chilling after that.
1: But look at what the, the look at what the goal is taught to us. You want to go to college so you can get a good job, like that's yeah, that's
0: that's a the, decent job, yeah.
1: Like that's that's the bullshit that we're taught. That's the shit that you know With some good benefit, yeah. Like and if you and if you say that you know, I well, I'm not going to work a nine to five. I, I want to be an entrepreneur. Your people going to look at you like you got two heads because yeah. that's not what they were doing. They were securing jobs for 40 years and, you know, yeah. s- retiring. But I was, telling my, yeah, I, was, I was telling my aunt one time, like a few years ago, I was like, this is a new generation, auntie. Like people ain't staying at these jobs for no 30 years no more. Mm-hmm. You you luckily get 30 days out of people these days, as far as a job is concerned now. Because people are willing to go elsewhere to seek opportunity. Like people don't feel like they have to stay obligated to this place. Because you know, people leave jobs for two reasons: either the money or the boss. You know what I'm saying? One or the other. So it's just like one of those things where People are out there really trying to figure out their own way because they see that this structure that we have been set up with has not been working in our favor. And then I I was just talking to a woman earlier today at work that just got laid off for like, she's at her job for like 37 years.
0: And got laid off. And got
1: laid off, bro. Laid off. She damn near did 40, 40 years for this company just for them to let her go. You know what I'm saying? What what kind of shit is that? She done spent four almost four decades with the company, and then all of a sudden they just letting her go. That's crazy. So I don't know. Yeah, man.
0: you don't you don't have jobs like back in the day where you you get your pension and that shit's dead. You know, you can live off of that, or you know, they're not even trying to give you social security until you can't even. You know, you don't even have the brains or the <laughs> like they want you to get social security right before you about to die.
1: And that's a wrap too, you know that, right? Like by the time we get to social security age, that shit's gonna be over and done with. Over and done with. Yeah. So
0: Yeah, we're gonna wrap it right there, man. We said a lot. This may be the longest podcast that the Unfocused and Focus podcast has had. This is episode 15. This is an epic episode. I got my man Tasho here with me. We just went over an hour and and we put out a lot of good knowledge, man. I hope y'all was listening and and really taking y'all notes, man. You got to take your notes when you come to this podcast, because we're going to drop them jewels. But um, at the end of the day, the message is always going to be stay focused.
1: This is the Unfocused and Focused Podcast, episode 15. We out of here.